This is uh, Road to Serfdom's Stream of Consciousness, uh, episode 25, I believe, at this point. Uh, and I'm just doing this almost immediately after my last one to follow up uh, and dedicate this entirely or almost entirely to bunker hunters. Um, because I think it's one of the more hopeful ideas, uh, besides... Mass Recall is very hopeful because it's a way for us to get out of this. I think it's the only way for us to get out of this. And I, I guess I'll recap what that is initially so that Bunker Hunters make sense in context. Um, mass Recall is uh, sort of a euphemism for what I originally called peaceful town-level civil rebellion, which is basically the only mechanism that we can really that that I have discovered or that I have determined is is feasible or viable for us to do to end this global totalitarianism and that's because I went through all the documentation that's available from the GTCS and they appear to have anticipated just about every traditional way that humans have been able to free themselves from tyrannies um all of the things that we would normally do in the context of the documentation that they've that they have already pre-planned, um, they intend to actually provoke people to try to do these traditional things, to have protests, to try to overthrow governments, all of this kind of stuff. That's what they want us to try to do, and they are going to use that, or at least according to their documentation, what they intend to do is to provoke people to try to to react, and, and it's what they call pushback in the lockstep document, and they call it random violence. So essentially they, they make the police commit crimes and and beat people and, and cause all this trouble, and then if people try to defend themselves, they'll say, oh, see, the citizens are causing random violence. Um, so it means, uh, frustrating as it is, that we really can't and shouldn't, I mean, there's a lot of reasons not to anyway, but this this really makes it absolute. We really can't use violence. We don't want to use violence. We want peace, ultimately. They want violence. They want us to start violence. They are starting violence. They're trying to provoke violence. Everything they do is violent. Um, it makes sense that uh, peace would be the response. And it doesn't mean submission at all. Peaceful town-level civil rebellion rebellion simply means that that we that we take this this single thing that has happened in history that was not taken care take, taken into account in these in these documentations that I've gone through all of this GTCS uh, anticipations of civilian response to the totalitarianism. Um, historically, if a town's mayor and police force or whoever. Uh, becomes tyrannical and they start, you know, raping people, killing people, causing trouble, become overt criminals. Um, the people of the town can get rid of them. They just go down to the town hall and they say, hey, you, get out of there. And you get enough people, I'm saying 500 to 1,000 families, three, three to 5,000 people go down to the town hall, demand that everybody come out, arrest them all, secure them peacefully somewhere awaiting trial, and that's it. You've eliminated the, the actual threat. The, the bureaucracy that's able to enact all these horrible policies would, would then be in custody. And it's entirely doable. All you have to do is want it. It's, it's doable quite peacefully because in the town-level civil rebellion model, the people in your town, uh, and I'm considering a town somewhere between 5,000 and 15,000 people, something like that, 
maybe more, um, are people that you know. They're your neighbors, and, and so almost everybody that works in the town is somebody that somebody else in the town knows personally. Um, so it's unlikely that they're just going to, you know, come out with a Bradley vehicle and mow everybody down with a 50 caliber machine gun because they're demanding that all the town officials step down. Um, they might be scared because they're going to be taken into custody and there's going to be a trial for their behavior, but they still probably won't murder everybody. Um, and this is why it will work. Um, and it's peaceful because we're not going to start a fight. We're not going to go down there with guns and demand that they come out. We're going to go down there with our families and our voices and say, step down. And, you know, if they if they decide to, to turn the town hall into a bunker and have machine gun emplacements all around it, I mean, just still, it doesn't really matter what they do. They're either going to murder everybody or they're not. They won't be able to last in that situation if they decide to try to resist. So we just wait them out. So however long it takes, mass recall will work in any town where it's attempted. And and hopefully, I think it's going to happen fairly, you know, simply. And a lot of people, I mean, we have to assume, we have to hope that most of these people, many anyway, uh, don't know what they're doing. They have no, they'll just be completely surprised by this. They'll be taken off, off guard. They won't, they'll say, what, what are you talking about? We're just trying to help everybody. It's like, no, no, no you don't understand what's been happening. So um, that's, that's good for you in a sense. And in, in your trial, you can tell us what you knew or didn't know and what you believed and what you've done, what, what, what elements of the totalitarian state's orders to have you followed. Um, and just like any Nazi soldier, I mean, if, if you killed a child, kind of doesn't matter whether you believed it was the right thing to do or not. We, we don't really care. Um, so there might be some people who will realize what they've done and, and try to start violence. Um, so there's, there's some complications possibly, but my hope is, and my expectation is that it's unlikely that, that, you know, if, if a particular bad actor in a town decides that they're probably going to get caught, they probably will try to escape. And honestly, we won't really be able to, to stop them. And the, the build-up to mass recall is going to be in the open. We're going to be passing flyers from house to house, neighborhood to neighborhood to neighborhood. This is going to be announced everywhere. Everybody needs to agree on this ahead of time. It's not a secret thing. So the people who are actually afraid that they'll be caught doing bad stuff will probably just escape. And so really... The whole thing is going to be peaceful and good, and the the main point of all of this is, and I think it's one of the most important things, if not the most important thing, is that by doing this, we actually remove the 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 you know the actual presence of the tyrannical forces from our immediate midst. So, by doing this, there's no longer any tyrannical forces that are that are trying to kill us and our children and force us to do this out of the other thing. We've actually ended it locally in our own town immediately. And whatever complications come down the road. And the reason that we want to do this simultaneously everywhere, or more or less simultaneously, is because we don't want this to just be a, a an isolated event, and then have the state or federal government come in and, and murder everybody. Um, so if all the towns, there's 65,000 towns roundabouts in the United States, if 60 to 65,000 of them are in open, peaceful revolt, nobody's been hurt, all the people have been taken into custody and they're awaiting trial or being tried, probably very few of them are going to be found guilty of anything in particular because it would be 
most of these people probably haven't committed any crimes. I mean, there's some serious exceptions having to do with children primarily. So, so anybody who has, you know, murdered a child directly or indirectly, I think they're going to have to be found guilty and, and suffer some sort of consequence. Um, but again, so mass recall, it will get us out of this immediately. It will stop the, the, the actual problem in our personal lives immediately. And there's somewhat of a danger in this because once this works, people will think that's it. We don't have to do anything more. Everything's okay now because it will kind of be okay now for the people in your town. And that's what we want, but we don't want to get, we don't want to think that that's the end of it. So it'll get us 90, 95% of the way towards our goal, but it isn't the whole goal. Um, as I said, the bad guys who know they're bad guys are probably going to escape in this in this interim period, the build-up towards mass recall. Um, certainly the top-level bad guys that we all know about in public media are going to get away because they're not going to sit around in a town and allow themselves to be captured this way. Um, so a big problem with mass recall is that it doesn't catch the real bad guys, whether they're the immediate local bad guys or the big-time bosses. Um, so we're not going to get the satisfaction that I think a lot of people want. But the kind of satisfaction that I think a lot of people want is the kind of violence that we don't want. Um, so what do we do? What's the next step after that? I mean, of course, there's a whole bunch of intermediary stuff I'm, I'm just not addressing here because these are details I just don't know what's going to happen with at the county and state and federal levels. I mean, I assume that at some point the federal government, and certainly, if not the states, are, going, are, are not going to step down. We're going to ask them to step down. Every single person that works for the county will be asked to step down, and they probably will. Everyone in the state will be asked to step down, and they probably won't. But if they do, we're going to get stopped at the federal government, who are definitely not going to step down because they're the ones that that's that's the largest gang in the United States is the federal government. Um, so what do we do at that point? And my, my presumption is, as I work through this just logically, is that eventually, this, because the cities are never going to be recovered, the cities are already lost, they don't fit the mass recall model, people don't know their, their officials, they don't know the police, there's no relationship. Many, many of the people who work for cities don't even live in the cities. Um, so they're essentially um, occupied by mercenary forces. So, so those are essentially military bases already for the global totalitarian corporatist state. So that's probably where all these people are going to retreat to. So all the bad guys and all the, the silly victims that don't realize what's going on are either going to stay in the cities or go to the cities. And that means all the, the worst elements of the world will be concentrated into cities. And this is a very weak position for them to be in. Um, these are not highly defensible places. They don't have a lot of resources. They, they really are at the mercy of their surrounding geography. Um, and so eventually, we just wait them out. We're, again, we're not starting a war. We're not trying to be violent. We're trying to, to, to do the opposite of that, to, to achieve the ends that we want without violence. And what's going to happen, I think, is that they'll start to be sort of starved out, and the cities won't be viable places to stay. They, they won't have enough power. They won't have enough food. And so the really bad guys, again, are going to retreat to some other place, whether it's 
their yachts or whatever. I think it's going to be the bunkers eventually because they have these bunkers that have been built over the decades uh, for high-level military staff and and you know very important persons, etc. And that's where the really bad guys are going to retreat to, and they're going to take a whole bunch of resources and weapons and stuff into their holes and try to you know figure out what their next move is. And rather than just let them get away with it and retreat into their halls and come back out at some point later to do something terrible to us again, I propose that we formulate a a way to pursue them into their holes to in what, what I'm what I'm calling bunker hunting. And since there's not going to be a world government or even really national governments, we're talking about decentralizing the entire world. That's the goal. So there won't be any kind of big government that's able to to field a large army to go pursue these people. So how do we do it? And corporations are completely reliant on central governments. They get almost all of their money from the governments and they are directed by the governments in the in the government form of corporativism. They are actually part of the government. So without these governments able to to, you know, uh, support them, they will go bankrupt and and they don't really have saleable products and services anyway. The only reason they're they're sort of in business is because they've been propped up. So they are, if they last at all, and again, we don't even have to really do much to them. They'll just not be able to last. They just, they won't have resources and they don't really have a customer base. And as we discover the various things that they've been doing and involved in this, you know, I'll be surprised if many of them survive at all. But even if a completely innocent corporation that never did anything wrong survives, it won't last because corporations are actually organs of the state. Um, and there are, of course, some exceptions that I, I should differentiate because sometimes people will bring this up. The fact that somebody incorporates is not what I'm talking about, although they are part of this corporativist state in the sense that they get special treatment from the government that other people who don't incorporate don't get. They get all the legal protections. They get whatever subsidies are available for these corporations. But generally speaking, I'm not talking about just a, a you know a company with 20 people that happens to incorporate for some legal reason to protect their resources, et cetera, et cetera. That's not what I'm talking about when I talk about corporativism. In corporativism, the idea that the technical definition is that the government is is the, the, the only thing that matters. It's, it's the body. The government is the body. And the corporations are the organs. And they function as sort of virtual departments or agencies of the government, and they are awarded monopoly or cartel powers so that they can have control over entire economic sectors and control a large number of people who they are then instructed to manage in a state-like manner all of the elements of their lives, their, their political outlooks, their social behavior, their you know, their economic behavior, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and this is why things like unions are part of corporativism, because unions are another way to organize at large scale a large number of people who are beholden to a political ideology. Like you're not allowed to disagree with a union if you join one on their political ideology. It's kind of built into the whole thing, right? Um, and the corporations, of course, behave in the same way. But uh, NGOs, all of these organizations all fit this bill. They're all directed by central government, and 
they are not private organizations, whether they be corporations, NGOs, nonprofits, unions, etc. They are all part of the apparatus. So they're not going to survive without the state, which because they have to have a state. They are directed by the state. They're supported by the state. Central government is necessary for any of them to exist at all. So they won't last. Um, so what organizations will be available to us to organize any kind of war we might want to make on the evil people who have retreated into the bunkers? And I'm suggesting that companies will begin to form probably family-based companies because those are the largest organizations that will survive and they're loyal to each other internally, generally speaking, and they might have enough resources to form sort of seed companies that can then grow. It doesn't have to be families, though. It could be anybody can form a company and, and start, uh, but I'm assuming it will be companies, and I'm assuming that the reputations of the family name will be significant to the to the the chosen profession of the particular organization. And so in the context of Bunker Hunters, let me pull up this um, tweet thread. So I'm, I'm suggesting that, um, I mean, I'm, I'm saying gear is 2025. It might be a little bit uh, optimistic. But um, the, the idea here is that um, each of these family organizations will, you know, I'm, I'm throwing out names that happen to be related to the particular thing to, to suggest this in this thread. And you can look this up on Twitter. Um, so there'll be, you know, like right aviation. I'm, I'm not saying that really is a right family that would be aviators, but it gives you the idea. And so I just use names that are associated with particular uh, professions. And I name that and none of these are incorporated. None of these are corporations. They're just companies that's right aviation, not right aviation Inc. It's important to note this. Um, and so I think that what, what what I'm suggesting will happen in this fictional scenario is that people will kind of get a little ahead of themselves at first, and somebody with enough money will put together an organization and try to go and take down a particular uh, target. And I think they're going to, to be defeated at first because the, these bunkers are going to be very well defended with, with all the highest technology weapons that are currently available to governments and corporations. And so their, their, their armories will be full, all their people will be fresh and new, and they'll be ready to fight for in the, in the beginning. So I think there's going to be a problem in the beginning. People are going to get a little ahead of themselves. And so I'm assuming I'm sort of starting this after that point. And so in response to people going a little bit faster than they ought to, it's decided that we need a sort of uh, contract arbitration net across the world decentralized network where people bid on projects and so there are people who specialize in, in reconnaissance and they just fly around the world have ships and submarines and, and whatever telemetry they can look at some people just look at raw data that's collected by others and everyone will have a specialty and the better they are at it the more recognition they'll get and then they'll be able to say hey I went through all the data and I think that this is a target right here and you know, people will talk about whether it is or it isn't, and then people will bid on whether they're going to be, you know, second phase reconnaissance or penetration specialists, or or maybe if it's decided we gather enough data that it's just too dangerous a target, it just needs to be destroyed. Who could do that, and and with what, and how, and what's the what's the best way to go about that? 
Uh, but generally speaking, I think this is going to be sort of a uh, what's the word I'm I'm looking for here? Um, the motive because there's there's not going to be money from governments to pay armies to do this, right? There's not going to be corporations that have giant, huge amounts of money to pay people. So anyone who's going to be doing this is going to be doing this with the with the idea that they'll be able to seize the property and resources that are in the bunkers, and therefore destroying it is probably not a great idea. Really, what what people are going to want to do is get in there, catch everybody, and and keep the money and resources and tools that they find, um, and then sell those, and that's where they'll generate their income from. So, um, so I think it's it's actually the best way to do this because it minimizes. Even though we're going to eventually have some kind of violence against the people who retreat into these bunkers to catch them, this is the minimum violence that would be necessary. Everyone's going to have a motivation to do this in as peaceful a way as possible, and you know maybe there'll be people who will figure out ways to do this completely peacefully. Maybe maybe some of these mind control tools that government has been developing will be uh, will be captured. And we'll be able to um, to use them on them, you know. Maybe maybe there'll be, you know, I don't know. I mean, I really, I, it's totally open. So my idea is to, because I can't write all of this myself. I'm doing so much. My idea is to sort of ask for people to write fictional stories, and and put them together and have everybody read them and and get the best stories together. Pick the best stories that maybe explore the most interesting difficult, controversial topics um, for practical purposes if, and, and also for intellectual and, and emotional and, and moral questions that are definitely going to come up. Um, and we need to explore this and because we just need to explore this anyway for practical purposes, as I say, for the future if this is to be a way for us to address this problem that we're not going to capture all the bad guys initially. And then secondarily, all this talk about this is going to be good because it gets people's minds into the mode of how to of of winning. You know, how well, how do we manage this once we've won? How do we capture the bad guys? It's a much more hopeful conversation to have than, you know, are they really going to turn us all into robots? Are they really going to get away with this? Why doesn't everybody see what's going on? And it's just a, a I think it's a, a way to sort of flip the script here and get people into a positive mindset. Uh, fictional as it is, I understand. Um, but this works with science fiction. You know, Star Trek, when Star Trek came out, not every, some people were like, oh, starships, you know, blah, blah. Now people are like, yeah, starships. You know, I mean, we, we're not even close to Star Trek, and people think Star Trek is, is real. So fiction has uh, the ability to change people's beliefs. Uh, and I think this is a, a, an appropriate way to approach this problem. And it's also just a practical thing. Um, but it will allow us, in, in the end, it will also be terrifying to the bad guys to have people doing this. And that probably means that no company is going to invest in this show and it would be difficult to get it on the air anywhere. But we already know we have just decentralized ways of distributing uh, content. So we'll be able to make this show and we'll be able to get it out there to the people who want to see it. No matter what anybody says, we'll be able to do this. Um, it's I don't know how in terms of resources, money, you know, the actual production workflow or anything like that, but I have a lot of experience with this and I want to call on people who have even more experience with this and we want to try to sort of 
get a collaboration going on here. Um, I'm not even I'm not sure how to to work it out. I'm not sure. I, of course, I'd, everybody should make some money if it makes some money. Uh, but if it doesn't make any money and everyone wants to do it, then that's good too. Um, so I don't know. I don't want to get caught up in that element of it yet. Uh, and maybe that's a mistake on my part. Certainly as a capitalist, a bad idea. But this is a, even though I'm a capitalist and I want a capitalist decentralized world, whatever is necessary to do that is what we have to do. And I'm not interested in, in making the most money off of that goal. I, if, if, I mean, so far it's mostly just cost me everything um, to the point where I'm almost starving. Um, but eventually I have no doubt that I'm going to be able to, to, to pull up out of this and, and probably be in pretty good shape eventually. Um, but the, the goal is the most important thing. Uh, so, so this is the Bunker Hunter's idea. I, I guess I haven't really talked that much about the, the Bunker Hunter's idea, but this is partly because it isn't a really well-fleshed-out idea yet. It's a very loose idea, uh, but I think it's a good idea. And I, th I think I've explained, you know, why it might be necessary, why it's necessary, uh, and how we might do it. And I know that there are a lot of people who are very into it, uh, very into the idea of doing it. And um, this, this basic pilot episode that I have here could be done as just a, just a story written down. It could be done as an audio play, could be done as a cartoon, could be done as a, as a video. Um, so maybe the first step is to is to put together a, a rough pilot episode of this idea, and in the background work out sort of the 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 fictional universe. So predict what a decentralized world might look like, and try to anticipate the problems that we're going to face, because there will be problems. Um, but I think they're going to be different problems than most people expect. Um, this is I don't think the problem is going to be chaos, which is what most people associate with anarchy or decentralization. I don't think that's what's going to be the problem here. I think the main problem is going to be hostility from former governments and sympathizers to statism. So, so there will be terrorists, and the terrorists will be the same terrorists we have today, governments. So governments who are terrorists today and have control over everything are going to stay terrorists, and they're going to continue to be terrorists when they start to lose control over everything. I think that's probably how this is going to happen. So so these are the kinds of ideas I want to explore in Bunker Hunters. How do we deal with um, former states that, that are dead-enders, and they have become terrorist organizations, and what, what, you know, what function does a terrorist organization have if there's no state to terrorize, if there's no like political entity? You, typically what happens in terrorism is terrorism is used to terrorize the public who then appeal to their government to do something, whatever the terrorists want done, because the definition of terrorism is sort of political active, you know, achieving political ends through violence. But without governments, there's no political ends. Like, this is a very important point people need to understand is um, in a decentralized world, there won't really be politics in the sense that anybody thinks about it now because everybody could agree, you know, everybody should just get free money. Well, who? I mean, there's no government to give you free money, so it doesn't matter whether you believe everyone should have free money. It can't happen. So there is that's not a political end that's achievable. Um, so therefore, being a terrorist who focuses on... You know, saying everyone should have free money, 
they can blow up as many people as they want. All they're going to do is piss people off because there's no way to give everybody free money in a decentralized world, right? So, so I think terrorism will, will be what governments continue to do, and it will just become less and less effective, maybe even counter-effective and counter-productive. Uh, in fact, it's sort of guaranteed to be counter-productive uh, because all they will really be doing is reassuring and, and confirming all our worst suspicions, right? Because we, we will have achieved a peaceful world, and the only people who are trying to fuck it up are the guys who are trying to keep it crazy and bad and violent, Right. And so, I don't know, th these are the kinds of ideas I think we should be exploring. Um, I'd like to have some ethicists and, and historians and, and technologists and people from all walks of life participate in this to, to contribute their ideas, even if they go against what I think is going to be the case, because we need to consider every angle on this. Um, I don't, I don't really want to have a lot of statists involved, but if statists have some interesting things to throw in here to try to disprove the whole thing, that's something we should probably consider. You know what I mean? Because at the very least, we need to have a contingency plan for what the state might do. And if they're willing to give us projection, projected behavior that they might do ahead of time, um, we, we shouldn't refuse to get free intel, right, from our enemies. Um, so... Let's uh, let's let's think about this. Um, I'll think about this. I'll think about how how it might be practical to to begin to to gather information about this. But right now, just random threads on the internet having to do with bunker hunters is the way to do it. No central place that we talk about it. Um, I mean, I've got the thread up here, so you can go and if you want a central place to talk about it, then go here. On on my thread, it's just look for Road to Serfdom Three Bunker Hunters. Uh, but if I get kicked off Twitter, that would that's going to get rid of all my threads, and so we don't want to be too centralized on my threads on Twitter because of this problem of they have total control. I wouldn't worry about them um, spying on anybody commenting on my tweets because everybody's been surveilled. We've been surveilled. We're totally surveilled like there's no getting away from government and i think when people stop behaving the way they normally would because they're afraid of government noticing that is equivalent to self-censorship and it's it's i'm not saying that the government isn't a threat or that they're not collecting data from the from the information that's on twitter of course they are on from facebook and whatever these are all government agencies that are collecting information because they're hostile to the public um, but shutting up about all of this stuff does not help us. It doesn't protect you either. And, you know, the, the fact that you stop complaining about the government being a, a tyranny does not protect you from the government being a tyranny. And the more people who complain about it openly, the less effective their tyranny is. So it makes sense not to respond to any of the threats. In fact, to do the opposite of whatever they want you to do whenever they demand that you do something. Whether it's even useful to you or not, within reason. I mean, who knows? Maybe at some point they'll try to reverse psychology and try to get us to do something that's not in our interest. But for the most part, everything government wants us to do is, is not in our interest, and therefore doing the opposite of whatever government tells you to do is what you should do. So... So that's that's the idea of Bunker Hunters for now, and um, I I would appreciate commentary and and if anyone wants to volunteer any ideas on this subject and and obviously the 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 ultimate goal is to have people author short stories 
and and submit them and then i want everybody to read them and decide on what the best ones are and then we'll decide how we're going to manifest them whether they're just going to be a text written version of it i guess it'll already be that or an audio play or or a video or a cartoon or, or whatever i mean i'm not sure how many people are willing to there's a lot of work involved in producing these kinds of things so I can't ask anybody to necessarily volunteer to do it, but um, but again, this this production process is also an open-ended thing. So if anybody has any ideas about how this might be doable, um, let me know. Maybe it will be something similar to the contract arbitration net idea. Maybe we should set up some central place where people sort of bid on. I want to do an episode, and I want to supply, you know, the 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 supporting materials for this kind of a family's operation, you know, because there might be specialists who know and would be best at representing on camera how a particular profession might look or behave or whatever. I mean, this is the kind of stuff I'm thinking about, how we can source out um, elements of the production. So anyway, I'm getting a little bit too deep into the details here. But uh, so think about that and... uh, I think Bunker Hunters is a, is a good idea, and I think we need it for both our own hopeful outlook and also to scare the fucking shit out of the bad guys. Um, so that's the idea.